Dean plays Genshin Impact. Hello, and welcome back to Super Hell, aka the Mystery Spotcast, a show where two recovering Supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch so no one else ever has to watch Supernatural again. I'm Claudia, my pronouns are she, her, and you can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. And my name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. It's fresh with a PH. Yeah. Yeah, baby. We we are we're back. And yeah, we're in the endgame, boys, because we are the season finales of most supernatural are like two episodes. So this is yeah. like the penultimate episode before the finale, which is a two-part episode. Um and we will only be discussing one episode of Supernatural today because we also do have the Winchesters to discuss. <laughs> we will only we will only be talking about one episode of the Winchesters this week um, because your regularly scheduled batshit crazy um, Jensen Ackles fixes the timeline um, was paused um, what in the two weeks um, because of the State of the Union. So <laughs> flop. There's only one episode. So thanks, Joe Biden. God, I can't say Everyone, thanks Obama anymore. Can we all write a letter to our Congress people and let them know how we're feeling? Just say like it's your fault that the Winchesters didn't get to air this week. Yeah, I'd like to see how John Winchester avoids becoming an, a dick in this timeline. Yeah. I'm sorry, he's already dodged a bullet. He's talking about eight million bullets. He's like Neo in the Matrix, like, and the bullets are like becoming an abusive father. Um, oh, but we do have we do have an episode of Supernatural that like watching it in conjunction with the Winchesters like it's one of those episodes that was like it was already tugged on the heartstrings a little before but after watching the Winchesters it's like oh my god fuck you is, for real this is the first of many episodes where we deal with like this is not going into the past but like if you had the chance to change your fate, would you? It's an alternate, <laughs> an alternate timeline. Yeah, situation, I, kind like, of. And specifically with Dean dealing with, and what if things were different? What could my life have been? And realizing that that is like such a a theme that comes up over and over, whether it is time travel or something else. I was shooketh. I was. Yeah. Also, knowing big spoiler alert. Knowing that Mary does fully come back and they have a whack-ass, mm-hmm. weird-ass relationship later on and then watching this, because this is the first time, like, Mary appears as, like, a character, um, mm-hmm. even though it's, like, dream Mary. Um, that shit hurted. No, it's, yeah, Mary Winchester, girl, you are so strange and off-putting. Without further ado, let's get into it. That way we can kind of give you guys an idea of what we're talking about so we don't just sound like raving lunatics. But we sound like raving lunatics every episode. <laughs> yeah, but at least they have context. Yeah, I guess. This episode starts. Um, the first shot is the Impala. And it's like the front license plates. And we see this is the first episode in which the license plate has changed. Oh, yeah. Because cause... they're on the run. The license plate before used to be KAZ2 y5 and it was a kansas plate and now it's an ohio plate and it's cnk 80q3 so a lot of people love to act like that has a lot of relevance to the plot 
Um, yeah, <laughs> like I there's mean, a significance to the numbers, and I'd like to pretend there is, but the only times that it really matters is like you know something is some sort of like flashback or dream or something if they have the like Kaz two Y five license plate because they literally have not had that since season two because they've been on the mm-hmm. run but it's it became so iconic that it was like a part of it like that's how we knew he was in heaven in the last episode we were like hey original license plates yeah something's going on the fact that i know their license plate number is so dark now how many people do you think do you think are like would know it off the top of their head i i think there's people who've never seen supernatural who would know who just know it by tumblr <laughs> osmosis yeah I feel like that's probably true. But um, Dean is driving and he's on like speakerphone with Sam and it cuts between them. Sam is like at their motel room and Sam looks out the curtains and he's like, Dean, there's a cop outside. I think they might be coming for us. And Dean's like, Sam, since we ditched the old license plate and all of our old credit cards, there's no way that they're tracking us. And Sam's like, I don't know if life is a fugitive is good for me, man. I'm going crazy. And then the cop drives away. So clearly it wasn't there for them. Um, and then Sam is like, okay, okay. Anyway, did you find anything about this hunt that we're on? And Dean's like, Sam, you have me going through like 50 miles of real estate. Like this is so much stuff to go through. And Sam's like, okay, now this is a little bit, hmm. This part's a little, hmm. Sam goes back to like a stack of books that he has and he's like, okay, we're hunting a gin. So, hmm, okay. Uh, and Dean kind of smiles. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you think this genie can actually grant wishes? I'm like, okay. All right, Dean, we get it. <laughs> we get it. Dean starts kind of musing about, like, I dream of genie just being like a shithead, kind of not paying attention to what Sam is saying. And Sam's like, okay, dude, come on. Sometimes gins will flare up in like ruins. So if there's like a construction site or if there's like an old abandoned building, somewhere the bigger the better. That's where we're kind of looking. And Dean's like, okay, well, there's a place a few miles back. I'm going to go check it out. And Sam is like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Come pick me up first. Don't go by yourself. And Dean's like, yeah, okay. And hangs up. And then is gets kind of like a serious expression on his face. And then turns to go by himself. Like, have they not learned the buddy system at this point? No, I know. I'm like, Dean, are you? (sighs) Come on, man. So Dean is now in this warehouse, right? He has a flashlight. He has a knife that's dipped in blood. Um, So clearly he knows what to do to kill a djinn. He is moving through this, like, empty corridor. And he's, like, shifting his grip on the knife. And we see... Dean walking past this like almost frosted window and we see something else behind the window and then Dean turns around and there's kind of like nothing there and he's walking through this warehouse and then he sees a figure in the shadows and he kind of prepares for it but the djinn gets the jump on him and pushes him up against a wall and like has a hand up to his throat and Dean drops the knife and is like struggling and the djinn raises its hand and this like blue light is like on its palm and on its fingers and it presses it to Dean's forehead and Dean gasped and his eyes like roll up into his head and the screen goes black. And then we see the intro. It's like supernatural. So very high stakes, very exciting. This is one of our first episodes where we get a character solo mission. Um, 
because I feel like we haven't really had a lot yet where one of the boys has been kind of like really separated like on their own and it doesn't go back and forth between their their point of views so that's exciting Dean opens his eyes and sits up he realizes he's not wearing a shirt and looks around and realizes he's like in a bedroom and on tv like there's a black and white movie playing and he's like oh god okay what and he looks over and there's like a woman sleeping next to him in bed and he's like girl what the fuck is happening he pulls on some clothes and he stumbles out into the living room and he's looking around and he's like like it's very like a comfortable homey looking room and he's looking around he's like what the fuck is going on he pulls out his cell phone and he calls sam and we see sam who's in some house and dean is like hey sam and sam's like hey it's the middle of the night are you okay and dean's like yeah i I don't know where i am i don't know what's going on i got attacked like the gin attacked me and sam is like have you been drinking and dean's like no dude i was on a hunt and it put its hand on me and i woke up next to some hot chick what is happening and sam's like oh do you mean carmen is that who you're next to and dean's like kind of doesn't know what to say and sam's like dude it's late do you need to go back to sleep and dean kind of tries to talk back and sam hangs up on him and then we see from sam's perspective he kind of makes a little like oh my god like kind of face puts his phone down and looks back at a book that he's like been reading and he kind of he closes it and it says criminal law and procedure on the front (laughs) which we have talked about it on the mystery podcast in the past about what kind of law sam is studying if he was going to study criminal law he has no excuse for acting the way he does whenever there is a lawyer or some sort of official present well he never got to go to law school he just passed the lsat but he almost finished he passed the lsat and almost was finished with undergrad okay but he's not gonna know about criminal anyway any lawyers (laughs) listening to this can you please weigh in please let us please let us know (laughs) yeah let us know because my frustration with his lack of knowledge grows every episode anyway dean looks at the phone he's like okay what and he starts to look around at this room trying to kind of figure out what's going on and he sees a stack of mail on this table like in the kitchen table and he starts going through it and he sees that a lot of these are like bills or random pieces of mail that are addressed to him and to carmen who's this woman he has never met and with a lawrence kansas address and he's like oh my god we're back in <laughs> like what is happening then carmen this woman comes out of the bedroom and she's in her pajamas and she's like, hey, what are you doing up? And he's like, oh, um, I just uh, was stressed, you know. Uh, ha, ha. And she's like, hmm, okay, well, I can think of something that'll help you unwind if you come to the bedroom and kisses him. And he's kind of like shocked at first. And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. And she's like, okay, don't stay up too long. He knows there's something wrong because he's with a woman. And I stand by that. <laughs> he's like, well, of course I'd be with a woman. I'm a man. I'm a he. I don't get with that. Yeah. Stuff. He's- but but there's some in his brain. He's like, I know there's something wrong because there was a woman kissing me. Yeah, I know there's something wrong. He's fighting for his fucking life. 
Um, so she goes into the bedroom. Dean starts to look around the living room and he sees like pictures of the two of them together and like of them younger. And he's like, oh God, okay. I don't like remember any of this. And then he sees <laughs> another picture and we don't see what the picture is as the audience, but he picks up this picture and he looks just fucking mortified, like terrified. And he drops the picture and it shatters and he runs out of the room out the front door and we hear the door close. He's having a not really great time, to be honest. No, he is having just an awful time. Then we see the Impala. So Dean still has the Impala. Let's let's be clear. Let's be clear where the priorities are. Dean still has the Impala. It's okay. In every universe. Um, in every universe, they are together. They are soulmates. So Dean pulls up in front of a house. And we see that it is the Winchester's childhood home from the first episode of Supernatural, the one that catches on fire and explodes. Dean, like, runs up to the door and is, like, ringing on the doorbell frantically. And the door opens. And who is there but one Mary Winchester? And she's wearing, like, her dressing gown, like, her robe. And she looks like she just woke up. And she's like, hi, honey. And he's like, mom. And she's like, hi, are you okay? What's going on? Carmen just called and said that you, like, just ran out of the house. Are you okay? And he's like, I don't know. And he comes inside with her. They walk into the living room and she's again saying like, well, what happened? Carmen told me you just left. And Dean is like, hey, mom, this part's crazy. Dean's like, hey, mom, I just, I need you to just, just please just listen to me. What did you tell me every night before you put me to bed when I was a kid? And Mary's like, what? I don't understand. Are you okay? And he's like, no, please just answer the question. And she's like, I told you angels were watching out for you. I just... <laughs> <laughs> is this the first time that that's mentioned or no? No, I think this is the first time that it's mentioned. Because it, are you telling me in every universe, in every possibility, in everything, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. I, I, I feel sick in the head. Even in his little mm-hmm. fantasy dream world. Castiel is watching over him. That's so interesting. No, it's really dark. <laughs> oh, it's so. Oh God. <laughs> and, and people and people are like, "Girl, you're exaggerating." I'm not exaggerating though, because once you do meet Castiel and you do understand the level of the level of obsession, then you get it. Then you understand. Like, and that's the we- thing. It's not even like we're obsessed with him, which we are. Cass is obsessed with Dean. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's be yeah. let's be fucking for real. This is not he's, just obsession on our part. This is obsession on everyone's part. He's he was given one little fucking mission. He's like, I gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. You're like, bitch, you didn't have to do that. Like you didn't have to Oh, oh God. Mary. Mary Winchester, you were crazy for that. Chuck wrote Chuck wrote in that line and was like, T no, he was having too much goddamn fun, and I hate him for it. The fact that canonically Chuck is writing this episode of Dean being tortured by his own inner fantasy. It's you're a so... fucked up individual. Mm-hmm, I understand why Dean wants to kill you with the... <laughs> Mary passes the test, right? And Dean, like, runs up and gives her a hug. And she's like, 
oh, wow, okay, I can't breathe. And he's like, oh, haha. And then hugs her again. And then is like, oh, um, wow. And he's like just looking around the room because it's like his childhood home that exploded when he was like four years old. So the fact that he remembers any of it is crazy. But he sees a picture of John. Um, <laughs> and he's wearing like a uniform for like a softball team. And he's like playing softball. And Dean's like, oh my God, this is funny. And Mary's like, what do you mean? And he's like, a dad belongs to a softball team. And she's like, yeah, he loved that damn team. And he's like, what, what do you mean? Dad's dead. And she's like, yeah, he died of a stroke earlier this year. You know that. And he's like, oh yeah, of course. It's this part is so in Dean's fantasy world. His father is dead. His mother is alive. (laughs) Like so True. You know John Winchester's a no good raggedy bitch when he's like, "This is my perfect fantasy." John Winchester's fucking dead. I mean, it. Some things are explained later that it's not. It's not that it's about a fantasy. It's about. It, it's about one wish, but it's just very funny to me. <laughs> it's funny that his in, in in this universe, he's like, like Alexa, play "Running Up That Hill" by Kate Bush. Like, come on. Um. You know, because if I if I could make a deal with God, then I'd get him to swap our It's places. really that song, you know, is, but that song is really about like this entire Nash. show. Yeah, this that song is really about Full Metal Alchemist and Supernatural and like nothing else. <laughs> it really is the plot of both of them. I will. <laughs> I will also. I wanna. I wanna read a line from the Supernatural wiki that I am referencing. This is about Dean. He, Dean is the he in question. He discovers that not only had John once belonged to a softball team, but that he died in his sleep of a stroke a year earlier. <laughs> I'm like, that is just the, the way that it places those two things. Like they are of the same level of importance is really funny. <laughs> two but- facts about me. I played on a <laughs> softball team and I died earlier this year. <laughs> but it's also a fucked up conversation because he's like, he's like, He's like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's better than other ways he could die. And she's like, how else would he have died? He died peacefully in his sleep. And he's like, oh. Dean is talking to Mary. And he's like, well, that's, no. Because Mary's like, yeah, he died in his sleep. You know that. And he's like, oh, that's good. And she's like, that's good? What? And he's like, no, it's good that he died, like, peacefully in his sleep. And she's like, have you been drinking? And they Dean is like, saying that to him, and he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, this is Dean Winchester. He's always drinking. Yeah. But she's like, have you been drinking? Listen, he's like, no, 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 I haven't. And she's like, Dean, I'm going to call Carmen to come pick you up. And he's like, no, no, no. I am sober as a judge. I just really want to stay here. Please. And he sits down on the couch, and Mary comes over, and she, like, touches his cheek and kisses his forehead. And his face kind of relaxes. And he looks a little more comfortable. And then we see him kind of going to sleep on the couch. And then time passes. He wakes up the next morning, like, with a start. Like, he's nervous. Um, and he calls Sam. And it goes straight to voicemail. So then we see Dean going to the University of Kansas. And he's talking to an anthropology professor who he has gone to like his office hours and was like no no no, I'm one of your students I love your lectures and he's like I have never seen you before and he's like that's crazy I love it when you talk about 
anthropology and stuff. <laughs> so the professor's like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, but he's asking the professor like questions about the djinn. And he's like, do you think like, like the professor tells him a little about the history and like where they come from and their origin and all that stuff. And Dean's like, well, can they like really grant wishes? And he's like, son, you know, these aren't real things, right? Like they're mythology. They're not real. Have you been drinking? And Dean's like, everyone keeps saying that. No, I have not been drinking. I just, you know, finding out about mythology, like, you know, in the mythology, Jin could grant wishes. Just do you think that's true, like, in the mythology? And the professor is like, I mean, I guess, like, that's what the stories say, yeah. Steen's like, okay, cool. He heads out, and, like, it's, like, rainy on this campus. And he walks out, and he looks in the Impala's trunk, which has, like, some random little things in it, but not any of their hunting gear. And he's like, wow, who would have thought it, baby? We're civilians. That line actually hurted, because I'm like, my boy, you were a civilian the whole time. The fact that your father militarized you is so fucked up. Literally, I was, no, he said that, and I was like, John Winchester, fuck you, for real, for real. Because, like, because you know he's saying civilians because that's what because that's what probably what john was like oh we're soldiers like girl fuck you literally and, and well, i mean we're literally we're gonna talk about it a little bit later but like with the winchesters but like that whole in the previous episode of the winchesters when he's like why would you treat your daughter like a soldier or whatever and then that's mm-hmm. literally what john does when he's always like and he, he's like are you a, a good little soldier and you're like i want i want john winchester if i see you in the fucking street <laughs> Not the Winchesters, John. Drake Roger, John Winchester, you're safe. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan, John Winchester, I'm beating your ass. I'm literally, every time I am reminded, I'm like, you deserve death. You deserve. Mm-hmm. And this episode really is like kind of the first one. Well, I mean, we've had it a couple times before, but this is one of the first ones that's a part of like Dean's deconstruction arc. This is all, mm-hmm. Dean, this is Dean deconstructing all his, his, daddy issues before he can start to realize he's gay um but like this Mm -hmm. is this is this is a big one in that one where he's like oh something has broken inside this is this is one of the ones where i think too because he's so on his own like usually we see dean overcompensating for like for what he thinks is sam's good because he's like okay like i have to hold it together i have to hold down the fort for sam and even if he is able to, like, explore some of his innermost thoughts, he's never really, like, outright stating it. And there's something that happens a little later in this episode where he really kind of talks through what he's feeling in a, I hate to say a safe environment, but in an isolated environment. So it's a really, like, interesting look into his psyche. So, Dean goes to shut the trunk of the Impala. And he looks over, like, onto the campus, like, onto, like, not the quad, but like the like the entrance, like by the parking lot, I guess. But he looks over and he sees this girl, and she is really, really pale, has really dark like hair and a stark white dress on. And she looks just like really out of place and she's staring at him. He's like, Oh. So he kinda looks over and he starts walking towards her, like across the street. And then he almost gets hit by a car and it kind of like comes up and like honks at him. 
and he looks over like it breaks his focus he kind of like waves like oh sorry and then he looks back and the girl is gone crazy not gonna lie i watched the entire episode still don't entirely understand the point of her (laughs) that was never made entirely clear i understand but i'm still like why was she there it doesn't make sense to me i feel like they needed us to have a reason to believe this wasn't perfect like they were like need this but they couldn't think of anything better i mean the he already realized it wasn't perfect like it it was no i know but i'm like they i feel like because like we as the audience they were like we need something scary for you guys yeah they were like it's got to be supernatural you got to have a random woman in a white nightgown for some fucking reason they did mm-hmm. that a lot in early seasons yeah every, every other episode there's a bitch in a white dress and you're like it's not even a nightgown that people in the 2000s wore like it was giving american girls samantha nightgown <laughs> something that i did own so true <laughs> so we cut back to the winchester's house the childhood home dean is sitting at the kitchen table eating a sandwich and he's like oh my god mom this is the best sandwich ever and mary is like oh that's really sweet of you why aren't you at work and he's like uh what and she's like at the garage shouldn't you like be at work and i'm like girl (laughs) Millie winchester is gonna come drag his ass to work (laughs) What if Millie Winchester's still alive in this world? Dean just didn't go visit her. Dean, you have a grandma. Please. Dean, go visit your slay grandma. Oh my god, he works with his grandma. Oh, I made myself sad. That would be so slay is the problem. But Dean is like, oh, um, oh, I, I, uh, I have the day off. And Mary's like, okay, interesting. And he looks out the window and he's like, hey, has anyone mowed the lawn recently? Do you know what me to mow the lawn? And she's like, are you seriously offering to mow the lawn? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I'll mow the lawn. And she's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I love that you're here on your day off just like offering to do chores around the house. Yeah, go for it. You're acting like you haven't mowed a lawn a day in your life. Which is funny because you assume that the Dean in this universe has, but Dean has not ever probably mowed a lawn yeah no like this scene gets really gets really sad because like this is one of those times where you're like oh you are you have you have had a such a fucked up life where he's like like, excited to mow a lawn and it's one of the most like fucked up scenes too because like we see dean and he's like obviously does not know how to work (laughs) or you're a lawnmower and he's like (laughs) undeterred as he's trekking like back and forth across the yard there's like a yard gnome he's waving at the neighbors and like like this is his dream you're like yeah. oh i'm sad and the, and the craziest part is wonderful world by joey ramone is playing yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy but at the same time you're like oh i'm upset yeah it's no it's so it's so like and the thing is, it's, this isn't the only time something like this happens where dean dreams of like just having doing- a normal life no, it's so sad. The fact that Dean's, like, deepest dream is to just, like, be a guy who has a house. Like, he really just wants to be a guy. I, it's I mean, so fucked he's, up. he's just like every millennial. He's like, I really would just like to be able to own property and have a yeah. job. No, literally. <laughs> Dean Winchester. Dean Winchester is the millennial who's eating so much avocado toast he can't afford a house. <laughs> Azazel wrote that headline. <laughs> Dean and Sam are the reason that the housing market is crashing. 
Yeah. They did they cause the the 2008 financial crisis? Not yeah, clickbait. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're too busy on their iPhones now. That's why they can't afford houses. Um, I digress. The idea of Dean Winchester with an iPhone, comical. Yeah, I don't even know what he has later. I feel I like it's Dean Winchester. Dean would get really into Candy Crush. Oh, absolutely. Like, he would mm-hmm. get really he'd like like obsessed with like he's spending like like hundreds of dollars in mobile game apps. Oh, absolutely. Mobile, like he is it's it's like dangerous. I feel like Castiel's that's like cuts- really Castiel's really into Pokemon Go. <laughs> I feel like those are like cut scenes from later seasons. <laughs> is Sam having to be like, Dean, I'm taking your credit card away because you've just spent like we just got our we just got our statement. I know they do scams, but play in this space with me. We just got our <laughs> statement, and you spent you spent twenty five hundred dollars on 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 like a garden simulator. What are you doing? <laughs> he no he no he he doesn't want to admit to anybody. He plays those like um mobile Japanese dating sims, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I had to play all the roots. I had to romance them all under. They're like. I know, I know Dean Winchester is playing the Love Island mobile game. (laughs) If any of you guys know about the Love Island mobile game, please at me, please DM me, because I was obsessed with that for a little while. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, I I think Sam plays the Property Brothers game. Sam... I know that no here's the thing I feel like Dean played that game and then Sam saw it over his shoulder and was like oh that's stupid and Dean's like whatever fuck you man and he's like yeah haha maybe I should try it and then he gets like way more into it this is the hard-hitting the hard-hitting journalism that you come to the mystery podcast for what mobile games with the Winchesters play Oh, Cass you know, is playing Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. You know what? And um, Jack is playing Temple Run. He has an obsession. Oh, I love that. Who's yeah. playing Flappy Bird? I feel like Dean Winchester played Flappy Bird, but then got like so angry at it. Like he was like, <laughs> he was, like tapping so hard that he like tapped a hole into this. Like he shattered the screen from yeah, tapping so I, hard. I think he did that with Tap Tap Revenge as well. Yeah, he really, I feel that. he really liked all the like the classic rock songs, or whatever, and yeah, he gets he, really frustrated. And he has autism, so he loves little games. Oh, so true. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Dean has finished mowing the lawn, right? And he sits down on the front stoop. Isn't the front stoop? It's yeah, the, on the front steps. He sits down and he has a beer that he's like just cracked open, and he takes a sip, and he is like looking out forward like to the street and he goes oh my god oh my god and he like runs over and we see jessica sam's girlfriend from episode one jessica getting out of the car and he runs over and he's like oh my god jessica and he hugs her he's like you're here you're alive and she's like yeah i am hi dean it's good to see you you're squeezing me really hard right now and he's like oh oh my gosh i'm I'm sorry. And he runs around and gives Sam a hug. And Sam's like, oh, <laughs> okay. And he's like, oh, you too. Oh, it's so good to see you too. And Sam is like, well, you're starting mom's birthday off with a off with a bang. And he points to the beer that he's drinking. And Sam is like a little standoffish. Um, he is also wearing 
tech bro <laughs> uniform we've talked mm-hmm. about palo alto tech bro Winchester before yeah he's wearing like a little what are those things called he's not wearing like a, a polo vest. he's not wearing no but the jacket over it oh yeah he has if you Google tech bro, it'll probably be like the first. <laughs> if you Google, if you Google Google Harvard student, it'll probably be the first. I should have said Stanford. He goes to Stanford. Yeah, and he's he's wearing like very not normal Sam outfit, and it's very yeah. funny. His his hair is also different. Like his hair is clearly neater. Like it's done much more intentionally. But Sam is a little standoffish and he's like oh well yeah you're starting mom's birthday off with a bang and dean's like oh my god it's mom's birthday and sam's like yeah that's why we're here did you forget again and dean just kind of doesn't respond just kind of makes a little face then we cut to a fancy restaurant dean is wearing like a tie they're all dressed up carmen is there dean's partner from the beginning of this episode um they're sitting there to celebrate mary's birthday dinner is served and as they're sitting carmen leans over to dean and she's like hey when we're done here do you want to go get cheeseburgers because the meal comes and it's clearly like a fancy meal that's a little bougie um and he's like oh god yes so clearly she knows him. Like, she knows what he would look for. And he's like, wow, you really know me so well. <laughs> you know who else does things like that? <laughs> we can't. If we do this every single time she speaks, I, it's going to be a... I know that... I and Listen, I know... And, and also, I want to reiterate. This is not like, ooh, Dean got some blonde bombshell, okay? She has dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> me when... <laughs> this is... <laughs> me whenever i see someone with dark hair oh my god this is just like Cass. <laughs> i'm like oh that is that his type is that his type a woman with dark okay to be fair we do know canonically that is his type yeah yeah Lisa would like it. to have a word okay let's put some respect on my girl's name yeah okay and also you know people named Cass. Just you sound in general. Like, no, you sound like people on Tumblr in 2014 when we oh were grasping. God. I was there. We were grasping at straws, babe. But the straws ended up having juice in them. <laughs> That's the thing. We were grasping at straws, but then the straws were real. <laughs> they were there the whole time. <laughs> okay, like maybe not these straws, but like. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I, I, listen, I'm not mad. I'm just saying, I think, I just want, like, everyone to understand that, like, the character almost Claudia is playing right now is, like, that's what we were like on Tumblr in 2014 when this show was coming out. That's the kind of shit that we were saying all the fucking time. We were like, oh my god, he was in love with a girl named Cassie. Oh my gosh, this girl has dark hair. This is blah, 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 blah. And we thought it was, we were so deeply in it. In 2014, 2013, 2012, we really, really thought that this was 2014, bestie. 2011, 2012 Mm, for me. Yeah, that's right. 2012, 2013 for me. You know, we represent a really wide demographic here on the Mysteries Podcast (laughs) as, you know, people who are really into Super Hulak in high school and people who are really into Super Hulak in college. So once again, happy we Um, can represent a broad swath of people. I had both. 
that's really I'm proud of you people are like oh yeah back in the day on tumblr in 2014 I'm like 2014 girl I was I was throwing hands about Sherlock in 2010 2010 let me get back into the episode (laughs) um I'm gonna recap a little so they're at a fancy restaurant the food comes Dean is like whoa this food is dressed better than I am and uh Carmen's like oh well maybe we can go get cheeseburgers after this and he's like oh god yes and he looks over and Sam and Jessica give a little like they kind of kiss each other a little bit and then Dean kisses Carmen he's like okay like we're like normal adults like with our partners that's so cool I am a man who likes women I sure am (laughs) (laughs) so they're kind of having conversations they're sitting at this table and Sam and Jessica kind of are looking at each other and Sam is like do you want to tell them and Jessica's like it's your family I think you should and Sam's like well and then Jess puts her hand her left hand forward and we see that she has an engagement ring on and she's like we're engaged and everyone's like congratulating them and Dean is like really happy like he's smiling ear to ear and he's like Sam I'm I'm really glad you're happy. And they're kind of having this little moment. And then at the corner of the restaurant, Dean sees that girl again in the white dress. And he starts to walk over to her and he pushes past Sam and goes across the restaurant. And then a waiter walks in front of him and then she's gone. She also looks like a little more fucked up this time. Yeah. Uh, He turns back and his family's all kind of like staring at him a little confused. And then they all start to sit back down then we cut back to the winchester's house mary has gone to bed and sam is like oh jess and i should probably get going too and dean's like no dude like you just got engaged like we have two beautiful women on our arms like we should go celebrate and sam is like hey hey, ladies mind if i have just a moment to talk to my brother and jess and carmen step out and sam's like dude, what is going on with you? And Dean's like, what do you mean? I'm excited for you. And he's like, Dean, we don't get along. We're like, not close. And Dean's like, what are you talking about, Sammy? Of course we're close. And he's like, yeah. And since one of you called me Sammy, like, you don't call me that. We're not close. That shit fucking hurted. Like, yeah. My God. Dean's like, what do you mean? Like, I would not, like, like he's like dumbfounded and sam's like yeah we haven't been close since you stole my atm card or when you stole my girlfriend and slept with her on prom night first of all i have a little bit of a question about that because first of all dean is four years older than sam you don't go to prom till you're a junior so i'm like i know like 19 year old dean winchester had better not be sleeping with a teenage like with a with a high schooler 911 I'm just I'm calling the police I'm hoping Sam just took an older girl that's what I'm choosing to believe because I'm like you're just hoping that that Sam was being preyed upon instead okay not an older girl I'm hoping he was like a freshman dating a junior who was taking him to prom and Dean was a senior or something like that Mm -hmm. either way it's not looking good for Dean I'm just like it's already fucked up but you had better have been in high school when this happened Dean yeah like, they wrote like, this, like, forgetting the age gap between the two brothers a little bit. And you're like, uh-huh. Hmm, that's the sound yeah. of the police. 
No, I'm like, I know, Dean, I don't know you from this universe, but I know you would never do that. But anyway, Dean kind of looks shocked at this. He's like, oh, God, Sammy, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Man, I'm really sorry about that. And Sam's like, I'm not mad about it anymore. I don't, like, expect you to change or be different. Just, like, we're not close and that's okay. Like, just accept that we're just different people. So clearly he is saying, like, I don't want to have a relationship with you outside of the holidays kind of situation. No, he literally says, like, we don't see each other other than holidays. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this oh, is it's so. This is yeah. a recurring theme that also does come up of, like, what is their relationship if things were different all the time? And also, like, in this conversation and also in the in the conversation he has before where he's like, I'm really happy that you're happy. It does make me think of this of the finale where like Sam mm-hmm. he's like Sam you like you get to live on and you get to be happy whatever and I'm like he's not happy without you dipshit like oh I'm I'm genuinely sad like it was episodes like this that made watching the finale uh, make me want to throw something at the screen I was like no go fucking kill yourself I have watched enough yeah. episodes where Sam had to be on his own for you for no stop i hate this um no it's so yeah so sam goes to leave and we see dean and he just looks like heartbroken he just looks really sad then we cut dean is like in a comfy little outfit they're back at his and carmen's place and carmen walks in and gives him some beer and she's like are you okay like what's going on and he's like I don't know, I'm just, like, upset that Sam and I don't get along better. And Carmen's like, well, you guys just, like, don't really know each other now as adults. Like, you just don't know each other. And Dean's like, well, I feel like I've been given a second chance, and I'm not going to waste it. I am going to fix things with Sammy. And Carmen is like, I think that's a great idea, and is, like, very sweet and clearly knows him so well. And they kiss. And... They're kind of having a little, ooh, maybe things are going to continue moment. And then she's like, you know, I can't do this right now. I have to go to work. I have to go get ready. You know, I'm working nights now. I'm working the night shift. And he's like, oh, uh, where are you? And he looks and she's putting on scrubs and he's like a nurse. Wow, that is respectable. I am dating a nurse. I am not surprised you were the one. And And that's so interesting that he says that because in a future episode that many people have discussed, um, the Dr. Sexy episode. Oh, God. He has a... No, because Dean does have a thing for medical professionals. Let's be real. This man... I don't know if he, like, watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy when he was, like, stuck in hotels or whatever, but, like, he he talks about McDreamy and Dr. Sexy a lot. And he has a mm-hmm. thing for doctors and nurses. And then there's an episode where Castiel is dressed up as a doctor. Stop. <laughs> I think about it every day. Um, God. Because, and in that episode, he has quite the reaction to that as well. So I'm like, oh, that's so interesting that you would say that. Hmm. Filing that away mm-hmm. in my memory banks for later. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so, so then. We see Dean. He's sitting back on the couch drinking a beer, just like enjoying the life. He's watching TV and a news report. He's like flipping through channels and he comes upon a news report 
And it's like, the crash of the United Britannia Flight 424, blah, blah, blah. And they start talking about it. And Dean's like, wait a minute, wait a fucking minute. Like, it's like a remem- day of remembrance for this this plane crash, right? And he's like, what the fuck? That's the plane that Sam and I stopped. Remember from the episode called Pilot? If you no, guys the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, the episode was not called Pilot, but I argued that it should have been because it was about a plane. Oh my God, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, um, but he's like, what the fuck? And then he goes over to the computer because they have a little home computer because it's 2008 and that's what people have. And he starts looking things up and he starts realizing that like all of these people, basically everyone that him, Sam or John saved during their duration as hunters have died. Like there was no one there to save these people. So like hundreds of people have died because Dean is living this life. This is, oh, she gets so crazy. Yeah. Dean is like devastated clearly. And he's looking at the computer screen. He sees the girl in white out of the corner of his eye. And he like jumps up to follow her. And he runs into the bedroom. And he sees the girl. She's standing in the closet, like the walk-in closet. And he sees these two other like decaying, emaciated skeletons. Like these women hanging by their wrists, like in the closet. There's two of them. And he sees the girl in white. And... Then he, like, turns around for a second just to be like, what the fuck? And then they're all gone. And Dean's just kind of, like, looking around in in the closet. And, like, there, there's nothing there. It's like nothing happened. But he definitely saw it. It's, it's a very, like... I will say these body props are definitely better than the body props they used in that episode where... The girl was the ghost all along, where it was oh, like yeah. his wife was just like a, a corpse from Party City with a blonde wig on. So it was actually kind of scary. Then we cut to a cemetery and we see Dean and he's looking down at a tombstone. And who does this tombstone belong to but John Winchester? And Dean is clearly getting worked up. He's clearly on the verge of tears. And I have an exact quote of what he said. And I feel like I have to read it because it's so fucked up. This little monologue. Also, his acting, he was serving. Jensen Knuckles was serving in this episode. Jensen really knew at this point. He was like, I have to carry this fucking show on my back. I have it. Not that Jared isn't doing his part. I just fuck Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Give him credit where credit's due, but also he's annoying. Anyway. Scene. All of them. Everyone that you saved. Everyone Sammy and I saved. They're all dead. And there's this woman that's haunting me. I don't know why. I don't know what the connection is. Not yet anyway. It's like my old life is coming after me or something. <laughs> like it doesn't want me to be happy. Of course, I know what you'd say. Well, not the two that played softball, but you'd say, go hunt the gin. It put you here. It can put you back. Your happiness are all those people's lives. No contest, right? But why? Why is it my job to save these people? Why do I have to be some kind of hero? What about us, huh? What? Mom's not supposed to live her life? Sammy's not supposed to get married? 
Why do we have to sacrifice everything, Dad? Then thunder, there's a crash of thunder, and he goes, it's, yeah, yeah. And he's crying. He wipes the tears from his face. He kind of nods and turns to leave the cemetery. I just want to say that speech, first of all, it mirrors the good ending to Supernatural is the second to last episode of Supernatural where they kill God. And he has a very similar speech. And like where the and that was the time where I was like, oh, we've circled it back around and what the show was about. And him being like, why do I have to do this? Like, what is it about free will? Is it about whatever? And I also gotta say, guess who wrote this episode? Rail Tucker, Tucker. Who wrote yeah. Dead in the Water, Faith, um, mm-hmm. Nightmare. Oh, Nightmare's the one with the 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 other demon kid who has the abusive family. Mm-hmm. Um, Salvation. No. Rail Tucker literally like only bops. Only bops. Um Salvation is the one where again we we have talked about these episodes where uh with Meg and the priest. Um also children shouldn't play with dead things, which is the we've recently talked about this yeah um they investigate the death of the college student um and their father is there like she's written like all bops all of the ones where dean and like dean has a complicated relationship with john not all of them but like the ones where he really dissects yeah tucker episodes she is really slaying so hard it sucks that she does not continue to write for this show after season two yeah i need to like you know what let me go on imdb i want to see what else she's written for i don't just because not only was he slaying the house boots down in that thing but like like it just they were not hitting like this every time Oh Wait. my god, she's the producer of Tr- on True Blood. I was literally gonna say, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And Jessica Jones, okay. Alright, that makes a lot of sense. Um, we love, an, we love an IMDb dive. She wrote for Supernatural, the animation? Shut up. Girl. Oh, maybe it may be because they used the, like... They probably ad- adapted it. Yeah. Okay. What is I'm gonna... Supernatural Gender Swap TV miniseries? I'm sorry, what? Is that is that real? I'm sorry, wait. Is is that real? Samantha Winchester? Wait, that's... Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to... Supernatural Gender Swap, not fanfiction. Oh my god, wait, this is... This is real. This is this was a real TV show. <gasps> what is Supernatural Gender Swap? It was a mini, a mini series set in the supernatural universe. Um, followed the same storyline, only running for a season over the course of the three years. The full supernatural story couldn't be told. However, the team did get a chance to show what the first twenty-two episodes could have been with the two female leads. Wait. Are you serious? Is that real? It's, like officially it's, licensed? It's real. Oh, it was. Huh? Wait. Huh? It. Oh, it was an audio drama. What the fuck? Supernatural gender swap was serious? an audio drama by Fool's Gold Theater, which is a gender swap. First three seasons of Supernatural, where Sam and Dean are Samantha and Deanna. <gasps> 
Samantha Winchester is a college student bound for law school, determined to escape her family's past, unlike her older sister, Deanna. Ever since they were little, their father's been consumed with an obsession to find the evil forces that murdered his beloved wife. Blah, no, because you know what? If they were if they were fucking for real, then John would have been then it would have been their mother. Yeah. Oh my god, mommy issues, Dean. I mean, Dean does have mommy issues, but m- mommy issues, Dean Winchester, that's hitting it. Well, but then you don't have that she went to Vietnam. <laughs> She was not drafted in Vietnam. <laughs> That's very key. The Vietnam War is very key. Twist and Shout has come back to haunt us. Wait, I'm like, it's on TV time. Like, can you listen to the? Oh my god, this is real. What? This is Supernatural Wiki. This is, this is insane. This is crazy. Um, I've gone down such a rabbit hole. Anyway, <laughs> we have to talk about the episode. So, we cut. We see Sam. He's lying in bed next to Jess. And he hears a sound. And he sits up. Then we see him coming down the stairs. He's at the Winchester's, like, childhood home. He has a baseball bat. He's coming down the stairs to confront this figure that's crouched over Mary's china cabinet. And this figure, who I bet you could probably guess who it is, barely has to move and, like, disarms Sam, sweeps him off his feet, puts him on his back. This is a reference to the pilot episode. It's it's exactly like the pilot episode. And Sam is like, Dean! Which is, like, an exact homage to the series premiere. Sam is then like, what are you doing? Like, skulking around in the dark. What, like, why are you in mom's china cabinet are you stealing her silver you're, you're stealing like her silver china and dean's like you know what sam you really want to know the truth and sam's like yeah i do and he's like i owe money to a bookie uh and i was gonna pawn off some of mom's silver and he takes one knife and like kind of slips it into his pocket sam is like dude are you serious this is so bad and dean's like yeah well i'm sorry for everything that has happened between us over the years. And please tell mom that I love her. And then he goes to leave. And Sam's like, dude, what are you, what, what, what? And then Dean pauses at the door, turns back, kind of looks around. And then he goes. And he's like, I'll see you around, Sammy. It, to Sam's P- to dr- dream Sam's POV, it really does seem like he's about to off himself. Like, it no, is a bit concerning. Yeah. So then we see Dean. He's sitting at the wheel of the Impala. And he's, like, kind of getting his stuff all ready. And then Sam sits down in the passenger seat. And he's like, Sam, get out of the car. And Sam's like, no. Whatever stupid thing you're about to do, you're not going to do it alone. And that's it. And Dean is like, okay, I don't understand. Why are you doing this? And Sam is like, because you're still my brother. And I can't let you do something stupid by yourself. And Dean kind of makes a little face like he's like, oh, okay. He goes, bitch. Sam is like, what are you calling me a bitch for? (laughs) And Dean's like, oh, you're supposed to call me a jerk back. And Sam's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Dean's like, you know what? Never mind. (laughs) I was like, guys. I'm sad. 
They also only have done the bitch jerk thing like once or twice in the show so far. It's very iconic. Yeah, but it is iconic. Of, there's a lot of things that are iconic that like they really don't do that much. That's true. So they're on the road and Sam is like, okay, so what are we doing? And Dean's like, you know what? You'll find out when we get there. And Sam is kind of like digging around things in the car and he finds like a plastic cup, kind of like a little container. It's full of red liquid. And Sam's like, hey, what is this? What is this? What is this? And Dean's like, oh, it's lamb's blood. And Sam's like, oh, what is it for? And he's like, well, Sam, it's, um, you know, you'll find out soon enough. And Sam pulls out his cell phone and we see Dean slowly starting to like unroll the window and Sam goes to call someone on his phone and Dean like kind of swipes him from him and chucks it out the window. He's like, clearly you're having him. He says he clearly you're having a mental yeah. break. And then he throws it out the window and Dean's like, I'm not going to some fucking rubber room. No, literally. He's like, you won't put me in the fucking institution. And Sam's like, okay, well, clearly you're having some sort of breakdown. Cool. Um, what? Why the fuck did you just throw my phone out the window? And Dean's like, there are bad guys out there. Okay. There's like actual evil things out there. And it's our job to get rid of them. We need to figure this out. And Sam is like, makes a face where he's like, oh, fuck. I'm, we are so fucked. He has literally gone insane. He's insane. Then Sam jerks awake. And we realize it is the, it is day. They are outside of this warehouse in Illinois, which is where they were in the beginning of the episode. It's the same warehouse that Dean was skulking around in the first part before this all happened. And Sam is like, where are we? And Dean's like, well, we're not in Kansas anymore. And he, Dean gets out of the car and starts going in. And Sam jumps out and he's like, okay, what are you doing? And Dean is holding the silver knife that he took and it's soaked in the lamb's blood. Sam's like freaking out and he's Dean is like stay quiet stay low be careful and Sam's like hey hey man what you are losing it I don't know what you're talking about like you're going insane you need to stop and Dean's like just shut the fuck up they round a corner and we see uh these two dangling like skeleton looking women just like dangling from the ceiling. And it's the same ones we saw in Dean's closet earlier in the episode. And they're just looking at horror. And Dean sees an empty like hospital blood bag hooked up to their neck. And Sam is like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is real. What the fuck is going on? What do you mean? Like you're serious. This is, this is real. Oh my God. And then Dean sees the girl in the white dress. And she is also strung up like that. She's like moaning and she's clearly in pain. And she's like, where's my father? And Dean goes to help her to cut her down. And then the djinn appears and it uses that same blue light on this girl. And she kind of gets subdued and falls back to sleep. Then it takes some of her blood from the bag attached to her. And in this me in the meantime, Dean pulled Sam back like behind a set of stairs and they're hiding but Sam sees this happen and he's like oh! 
and the djinn turns around and approaches them, but they run, they book it, and then the djinn leaves. And Sam is, like, freaking out. He's like, holy shit, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. Oh my god, this is, like, happening. Dean, we need to get out of here. Whatever this is, like, we can't fight it. And Dean's like, no, 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 it's our responsibility. And he runs up to this girl. And he realizes that she is, like, thinking that she's hanging out with her father, that she is absolutely not where she thinks she is. And Sam is, like, practically begging Dean to leave. But Dean's like, wait a minute. And he gets this realization, this almost flash of him hanging in this same room, bound by his wrists. And he's like, no, this same thing is happening to me. Like, I'm, this is not real. None of this is real. I'm basically being hypnotized. Like, I think this is happening, but it's not happening. And Sam is like, Dean, we have to go. You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's, let's just go. Come on. Come on, Dean. And Dean pulls out the knife that he was holding and he raises it towards his own chest. And he's like, if you die in your dreams, you wake up, right? Or you die. But I'm probably going to wake up. And Sam's like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Hold on. Don't, don't do this. And then who walks in but Mary? She walks in and she's like, Dean, And here's the other thing. Mary is in the white dress that she is wearing in Dean's memory of what happened that night, like when their house burned down. So she's in her like white gown and she's like, don't do this. And Sam's like, why did you have to keep digging? And he's like sorrowful. He's crying. He's not like freaked out, but he's sad. And Dean looks over to him just like realizing that this is clearly not real. Then Carmen steps up behind Sam and Sam's like, why couldn't you just leave well enough alone? Then Jessica appears. It really is like the Avengers are coming together. It's like, damn, Um, damn, that's enough slices. (laughs) And Sam is like, you're happy. And Dean's like, well, none of this is real. And Jess is like, you wouldn't have to worry about Sam anymore. And Carmen is like, we could have had a family of our own. And his mom is like, you just need to get some rest. And he's like, but like, again, none of this is real. And Mary's like, is that a bad thing? Like, you get to live in happiness. And Dean's like, yeah, but I'll be dead in a couple days. And she's like, well, maybe, but it'll feel like years to you. You'll get to live out your life in happiness. Like, you'll get to enjoy this. And Dean is kind of, pauses he's still holding the knife up and he looks between them and you can tell like for a second he's really thinking about it and he's like he's on the verge of tears and then he's like he looks at sam i'm sorry and then stabs himself in the chest then we cut to Sam and he's going like Dean Dean and they're in the Jin's lair in reality and Dean is like tied up with the blood being like drained out of him and he realizes like it was a dream and he is now awake um Sam is like helping wake him up and get him down and (laughs) Dean is like 
oh, Auntie M, there's no place like home. And Sam, I'm like, girl, these writers cannot resist a little reference. It is, It will kill them. Especially a Wizard um, of Oz reference. Like, they do it constantly. Yeah. And Sam's like, oh, my God. He pulls the, the needle out and, like, helps Dean down. And he's like, I thought I lost you. And Dean's like, you almost did for a sec. Then the djinn shows up and starts beating the shit out of Sam and Dean is coming up behind it and then it has its blue little light going towards Sam's face and then it arches its back up in pain as we realize that Dean is stabbing it from behind and like twisting the knife in then they both look at each other they realize the djinn is dead and Dean's like oh my gosh we have to go over here and help this girl and they find the girl in white where Dean realizes she's alive and they cut her down and Dean catches the girl and is like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get you out of here. And he's kind of realizing like he was seeing her in his little vision because he knew that he like, because she was real, his real body was seeing her and then putting her in his dream. If that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't like completely out yet because he was (laughs) newly being drained. And so she, kept showing up in his subconscious basically yeah so then we're back at the motel room and sam is on the phone and he's like okay thanks that was the hospital they just told me that the girl we rescued is gonna be okay and dean is sitting on the bed and he's looking through a magazine and he sees an ad for a beer and realizes that the girl in the ad for the beer is carmen from his dream So he's like, oh, dude, whatever. Sam sits on the other bed and is like, hey, man, like, are you okay? And Dean is like, well, yeah, I just, I had this vision, this dream. Like, I'd wish that, I didn't really wish it, but it just kind of happened. But I guess it was just a world where mom hadn't died. But because of that, we never went hunting and... We never learned how to be brothers. And Sam is like, yeah, well, I'm glad we do. And I'm glad we are brothers. And I'm glad you dug yourself out. Most people wouldn't have had the strength. They would have just stayed. And Dean is like, yeah, it was just, it was really great. Like you were with Jessica. Mom was going to have grandkids. And Sam's like, well, it wasn't real though so you know it wasn't real so it's okay and dean's like i know but i wanted to stay i wanted to stay so bad like we've sacrificed so much we've lost so much and it's really fucked up and then sam is like but people are alive because of you it's worth it dean like it's not fair for either of us and it really hurts but it is worth it And Dean kind of looks at his brother. He has kind of like a doubtful but understanding look in his eyes. And then the screen goes to black and the episode ends. And what's what's interesting that they imply in that conversation is because the whole thing he's he's clearly been thinking about it the whole time is like, does the djinn actually warp reality? Do they actually grant the wish or is it are you living in a dream? And that's like. 
that's kind of the disappointment that he realized at the end. And I think that's how he gets him out, himself out when he realizes he's like, oh, they don't actually grant you the wish. They just make you think you are. And I think that's why that girl appearing, whatever, is like they make they make you think that that you are whatever. And that's how he like it plays into his because like he fully if it really would have granted his wish, like I think the implication there is that he fully would have stayed. But yeah. he, he realizes I mean, that it's not real. And and that also explains why there's like things that are not great about the dream world, because it's not just like, oh, it's like your wildest fantasies. It's like it grants you it thinks, you know, it makes you think that it granted you one wish. And his one wish was that, that mom, mom lived. Was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's man, this episode. And it's interesting because it's not a dreamscape episode. It's a domino effect episode. And I'm like, that's so interesting, Dean, that you've thought about that domino effect in your life so much. My my poor man. This episode is lethal. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, like I said, it's another one. It's one of our first like solo episodes where we get to see one of the brothers really, really deeply because, again, they're not super often on their own for as long as Dean was on his own in this episode. Yeah. So it's just it's really it's really interesting to see how Dean sort of processes what the traumas that have happened to him and how despite the fact that it happened so long ago he is like everything in my life that's so fucked up is because of this. And he's yeah. right. I I mean, he is. Like also it just gets me that he's like in this world my dad had died of a stroke. I'm like, damn, listen, I know this John is a fucker, but like, can John and Mary never catch a break? Like, no. are they just like, I know Jensen Ackles is like, I'm fixing it in the Winchesters. <laughs> in this, he's like, in this world, my father had a good life and then he died kind of early in his sleep. And you know what? That's enough. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's, and you know what? That's what he does. Have, have the life you deserve. <laughs> That's, that's Dean Winchester. No, literally. Uh, also, Mary, once again, continues to just be so slay. I, it really did make me think a lot about when he, he's dealing with his mommy issues. There's another episode where he deals with his mommy issues, but then also, like, later when <laughs> she comes back, like, because, I mean, they even say that in the trivia and the wiki of, like, he when they talk about what is Dean's greatest wish, it is that his mother had lived like and mm-hmm. that is what's granted like well what i think oh. is also like what i think is also really interesting about that is like it almost doesn't seem to me like his deepest like his wish is that his mom is alive right but i don't think that his actual wish is that his mom is alive like it's, his it's wish that, is that she he had, had like, lived yeah it's like his wish is that he had had a normal childhood it's yeah like, or that his father wasn't fucked fucked up enough to fuck him up yeah, like if his like honestly, I feel like if Mary had died, but John had been like, okay, I'm not gonna be like a total shithead and make my kids become this <laughs> military esque like raise my kids in this military esque way. Like, if he had just been like, okay, I'm gonna pick up the pieces like a regular fucking adult. Yeah, then like Dean probably would not have had that be like his one wish. Like he probably would have been a much more well-adjusted and I person they do engage with that in the show a little bit because mm-hmm. we can't talk about mary right now we can't i mean we yeah. will talk about mary we are gonna talk about mary <laughs> do we want to talk about the winchester yeah so as we it said tail ends, it 
it's it dovetails right into this it dovetails creepily well um so obviously mm-hmm. there was only one episode of the winchesters in the two weeks that we have uh been away because of the state of the union in we're not gonna go over the whole thing but this episode the shock and the awe the shock and the awe that i went through i was like oh they really went there first of all let's just say Another gay character has been introduced. She was already introduced, but we just found out that she is of the people, of the community. So we're like, Jensen Ackles, okay. No, Jensen said, hey guys, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry about those 15 years that was like that. He's been going to conventions for 15 years knowing that gay people are paying his bills. And he said, I will repay that back to the community. <laughs> he said, God damn, if I got to, if I have to, shit. A win is a win. Um. A win is a win. A win is a win. Listen, I love this tertiary lesbian. Yeah, and it's it's just it also it's kind of nice to be like, yeah, there were gay people in the seventies. Yeah, obviously, and you're like, yeah. Okay. Also, there's this scene for those of you who haven't watched. There's this scene where this character has like been through something really traumatic, and they are trying to help like jog her memories, and then they're going to erase them so she can live her life. And then in the end, she's like, I don't actually want to erase my memories. It's a very sweet thing, and kind of ties in with Carlos, who's having a thing of like he's getting kind of serious with this guy he's seeing and is like I have to break up with him because I'm not I don't like a serious relationship so it's kind of like and then he doesn't so it is kind of talking about like commitment issues that he has with gay people (laughs) with gay people but like this woman is like talking to Carlos and Lata who she's like literally just met who basically just like broke into her hotel room (laughs) to talk to her and she's like this fucked up like situation has lost me everything my job my life my apartment my girlfriend and i'm like you're just admitting to having a girlfriend to everybody in the 70s so true i mean she she looked at carlos and she knew she was yeah. safe that's true <laughs> she said this man will protect me she said that is a bisexual man if i've ever seen it and also mm-hmm. I, I guess she didn't see his car but like i think she, i think he i think he were he was good there um, yeah she knew what she knew what the fuck was up also, the premise of this episode. Oh my. Also, I hate to. Say, I must also add, Lata continues to slay. She continues to slay so hard. Her outfit was slay. Her little being like Carlos, you're stupid, you're fucking st- idiot. You're stupid idiot. Just go be, kiss hashtag, the man. Hashtag be better. <laughs> um, but um, the plot of this episode is that a guy, an older man, shows up to the Men of Letters bunker. Not bunker, it's a headquarters. I keep confusing with a bunker. And he's like, oh my gosh, John and Mary, you guys are here. Um, I used to be a doctor, like, and I worked, I'm still a doctor, but I was a doctor. I worked with the men of letters back in the day. Um, I wanna help you fight the Akrita. And they're like, oh back my god. Before they got order 66. <laughs> yeah, literally. And they're like, oh my god, slay. So they're like, okay, he's like, okay, cool. I need you to find like some of the little spines the Akrita use to control people so they get them, whatever. And he's like, awesome, I'm gonna do a surgery. And then he's like, surprise, I'm actually fucked up and evil, and I'm gonna do a surgery to transfer my wife who's in a coma's consciousness into mary's body and transfer my consciousness into john's body via surgery with these little spines because apparently they can just do that yeah the point is then they the akrita the akrita fucked up my life and so now i'm gonna fuck up yours and he pretends to be a part of the british man of letters which is very funny because later on Again, mm-hmm. with the whole taking the bad parts of Supernatural and making them relevant, like, in the later right. seasons, when Mary comes back and is mm-hmm. fucking one of the members of the British Men of Letters. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Stop. Um, 
<laughs> Dean's like, I have to prevent this. <laughs> um, I just Dean's like, him- I need to give her trauma surrounding British people. <laughs> He, he ends up not being actually British, but he pretends to be a member of the British Men of Letters. And I'm like, oh, it's all connecting. It's all connecting. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the little Order 66 joke we made. In a later season, apparently, all of the Men of Letters, they got their ass kicked by Abaddon. Yeah, she, like, mm-hmm. murdered all of them. Which I'm assuming the American still ones. what... Just the American, American ones. ones. I'm assuming that's still what happened in this. Because it's so funny. In this show, they're like, oh my god, the Akrita are, like, probably killed all the men of letters. And I'm like, I know something you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can't wait for Dean to show up and for them to be like... John to be like, did the Akrita kill my father and he's like oh fuck no that was this that was this red-headed bitch <laughs> this red-headed I, bitch abaddon I, sm- I smoked her ass don't worry <laughs> my boyfriend actually kind of went crazy in that season <laughs> anyway we're talking anyway. about we're talking about the winchesters like but so so they take them out right they 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 stop oh. this doctor and they go to bury him and his wife it's just John and Mary, Carlos and Lata are on a little <laughs> adventure. They're like, yeah, Carlos and Lata are on a, they're on a little gay adventure. Meanwhile, that cuts to like John and Mary burying bodies. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fucked up because Mary, John is like, this is so crazy. Mary's like, this is so crazy that like anyone would ever do this. Like he kept her in a coma for that long because he thought he might be able to bring her back to life. And John's like, well, the crazy things, I guess that's like what people do for love. And Mary's like, that wasn't love. That was selfishness. He was doing that for himself. He wasn't thinking about her. And John's like, yeah, I guess you're right. And she's like, promise me that'll never be us. I, that was so (laughs) evil. I was like, it was, it was so fucked up. When I tell you, but I was watching this, I, my jaw dropped. I just watched it yesterday. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was texting Ollie for a week being like, uh, my wig gone i was like you know they've been waiting to do that because like you know especially jensen ackles and anybody who's who worked on that show you know has been they've been like i have something to say about john winchester's fucking obsession with revenge they've been have they've stored that for years and they're like let me just hit them with this because yeah it's so no hold on um it's just like mary the amount of times in this show, too, that something has happened, like, something has happened that is reminiscent of something that John does to Sam and Dean. And then John and Mary have talked about it, and Mary's been like, that was fucked up. And John's like, yeah, that was so fucked up. I would never do that. It's I'm like, sick and Dean, twisted. No, it literally took, Dean literally did one thing and fixed his father. <laughs> he made him not bad. Like, he literally fixed him. It's insane. All he had to do was have a slay little gay friend. A slave gay friend and meet his wife a little bit earlier. <laughs> and also, like, realize that his father didn't abandon him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's also a pretty big part of it. <laughs> like, uh, you know, he came back from Vietnam and, like, had a support system. <laughs> yeah, wow. Like, I, Okay, the other thing, too, about this episode that we need to talk about just a little bit, it's setting something up for the future, is that <laughs> at the end... <laughs> This guy basically frames John for murder. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, it's like I was in such euphoria because John being like, I'm not going to be the bad father that I was in this other universe of John confirming that versus John going home and this guy being like, 
I've possessed this man and I've written in his diary that you have been harassing him and I've already called the police and now I'm going to stab myself and it's going to look like your fault. And John's like, girl, what the fuck? Fuck you. I fear white man Winchester privilege is not going to help this time. Why does John does not? That's the thing. Sam and Dean have Winchester privilege. I fear John does not. (laughs) You're like, what happened to you, my king? John, like, I don't think that's genetic. Ex-girlfriend is a cop. Mm, that removes it yeah Dean Dean would never date a cop so that's why he gets Winchester privilege and a thing that John Winchester taught him to hate the cops because he had an ex who was a cop Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) who's off the shits man yeah guys this show is crazy I don't like (laughs) this show is so crazy also they did wicked let a cop die in this episode not on purpose but like he did die yeah well he he's he's another like he's he's possessed by the akrita whatever and they're oh another thing in this episode we forgot (laughs) all of the akrita that we've seen that have been possessed that are like working to protect his mother are like at a bar sitting around a table being like hmm ranch dressing is so good we need to make sure to coat bodies (laughs) with it after the world is ours Anyway, they put down that picture of Dean Winchester in the center of the table. How the fuck do they have that picture? Samuel Campbell took that picture. Yeah. Whatever. The picture, and they're like, this man we think is a hunter, and the reason that this stupid little group that's been in a a thorn in our sides is all together. We need to kill this man. I'm like, Dean Winchester is, like, allergic to not having a target on his back. He is, like, an entirely new time and they're still like we gotta get his ass god is not writing this one and he's still he's still getting his ass beat they said we're gonna beat the fuck out of you with hammers (laughs) i mean maybe it's on purpose maybe he wants to like lure them away from his parents or some shit i don't know but like i i really cannot wait for dean to show up and be like hey guys hello it's me hi guys um (laughs) Anyway, the Akrita, that's some baby bullshit. Are you guys serious? It was I killed God. <laughs> He's like, oh, I killed God and I kissed on the mouth with the king of hell several times. You know, I was I lived in fucking purgatory for a hot minute. I was in Why hell was I like, for 40 years. No, because when you're like kiss the king of hell on the mouth several times, I'm like <laughs> Why was I like, which one? What the fuck am I talking about? You like Dean and Crowley? Definitely at least once, right? No, it was heavily applied. It was heavily applied. No, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. We all remember that. (laughs) Where where were you? That's like, I know there's like this thing being like, what is Gen Z's? Like, do you remember 9-11? Like, do you remember Watergate? Do you remember like where you were when you found out this? That's ours. Do you remember when you found out it was implied? (laughs) Dean and Crowley fucked. (laughs) <laughs> oh you know what i know we have a countdown for Cass. i'm starting a countdown for crowley because he yeah. is Cr- oh. oh crowley we have to have the crowley corner every time in the middle of us talking about the winchester we have the crowley corner <laughs> no if crowley shows up in the winchesters no because here's the thing they said in episode 12 that somebody big is gonna come and you know i'm a truther i think it's the, i think it's castiel and if it's not castiel i will be angry but there's other possibilities it could be it could be other people like rowena I, okay it could be bobby it's abaddon <laughs> 
She said, I guess I missed a spot and beats the fuck out of John Winchester. <laughs> and I'd be like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. I hope it's Rowena and I hope that she beats the fuck out of... <laughs> Actually, gay on gay fight, Rowena versus Carlos. So true. <laughs> Why would they fight? That's true. That's very true. Dare I say power couple? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Crowley is your new stepdad, Carlos. <laughs> Crowley would, I think, probably kill himself. <laughs> He'll be like, I'm not calling him dad. <laughs> Carlos is like, are you sure? Oh, uh, uh, Rowena's Queen of Hell era was so... God, in the last few episodes of Supernatural, when they, like, go to hell, and Rowena's like, hi, Dean and Castiel. Do you guys need some marriage counseling? Like, she literally gives some marriage counseling in hell. Dang. That is, oh god, that was I just, crazy. I'm just thinking about the Winchester still. What sucks is that the Winchesters actually makes me want to watch more Supernatural. No. And it wants to make me watch like the later episodes of Supernatural, it's like when very, it got really convoluted. Very dark. It's very dark. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, and now watching these episodes, there's like more meaning to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like now that we're getting to really know these characters and they can kind of dig into a lot of the meat now that we've got the vibe it's just so fucked up like i'm so excited i'm so excited for dean to finally meet up with these bitches and be like yeah and they're like oh my god are we good parents and he's like (laughs) i'll have some terrible news (laughs) bad news guys hopefully now i fixed it however i hope he i hope he has a chibiusa and sailor moon moment and where they don't know that he is their child and he's like surprise i'm your kid and they're like oh yeah <laughs> what i mean he's like okay. oh actually we have two kids yeah the other one not important <laughs> <laughs> no it's also just so like after this episode too with the whole like oh well like it, it's just further solidifies to me in my mind that dean was like i have to go back and like fix my parents and save them and stop all monsters <laughs> i just yeah well because that's the other pieces that he's like how can i stop all monsters but then i just keep thinking i'm like that means he never meets castiel that means he never meets castiel i don't know how i feel about that I f- they're soulmates they'll meet in any universe that's true what i'm sad about is that he's not gonna meet benny oh that's what makes me sad benny also i'm really just i really need bobby in season two of the winchesters (laughs) like he's it's better be bobby who's the big character who shows up in general young bobby it's like young shelby (laughs) but like better young bobby with young rumsfeld (laughs) whoa that dog lived a long ass time you're right that doesn't make sense it's like like a 45 it's like almost a it's like a 40 year old dog (laughs) that's not how long it's been it's rumsfeld's father (laughs) rumsfeld senior (laughs) he's not even named after um the actual rumsfeld it's just it had that name first it was a legacy name (laughs) bobby's like not to be confused don't worry i don't support that guy (laughs) guys i just i just have to say i hate to say it really should watch the winchesters it's horrifying like every week we have to be like do not watch supernatural do watch the winchesters Mm -hmm. that should be the new motto of this show yeah it's so dark and like especially if the show gets canceled and we get no more of it and we'll just have to sit there and be like uh now what do we do like now what do we do okay guys if the winchesters does not get picked up for season two can we 
all agreed that we're going to crowdfund it so that we can purchase it. And I like then it. We can, you can pick it up as the Mystery Spot cast. I like that idea. I like the idea of us being like, Jensen, we love what you did with season one. We have some suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Um... And it's just the idea of the two of us on the writing staff. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, so um, when's Castiel showing? <laughs> yeah. So there was not enough of um dean kissing men in the show i noticed yeah do we think we could maybe get on that a little bit yeah i think and he's like well dean's only in like one episode of the show i'm like and, that, and that's great yeah however he was also kissing men in zero episodes so the ratio is not looking good you know we have to you know for the network this is a mm-hmm. this is a request from the network so <laughs> and he's like there's no network it's just you two i'm like and and that's us well, and that's the network so <laughs> if you want your show to continue i suggest you make the edits as requested <laughs> thank you as per my last email <laughs> cc misha collins <laughs> i feel like daniel would be will be on our side oh yeah D- she'll be with us i know she's one of us and, um can i sidebar with your wife <laughs> Can I talk to the person who wears the pants in the relationship, please? (laughs) And with that, thank you so much for listening. For more Cursed Supernatural content, follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And because we don't really know what's going on with Twitter, keep that in mind. We also have a Tumblr. It's at Mystery Spotcast as well. You can also ask us supernatural questions or the Winchester's questions, or honestly, any questions we'll answer in our TikTok Q&A or by emailing us at themysteryspotcast at gmail.com. You can also send us anything in our Tumblr ask box. We're always, always reading shit on there. And if you enjoy listening to us suffer, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Overcast. It really helps the show anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate it. If you want to hear more from us, we are two of the co-hosts of RuPalp's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. And with that, we will see you two Tuesdays from now. I promise this episode had better not give me any trouble in editing or I'll be very mad. For more slaying people, queer baiting things, the supernatural business. <laughs> <laughs>